Welcome back everyone, season 2 episode 10 of What Are Your Thoughts? Today's episode is going to talk about the differences between saving and investing. I've gotten this question a couple different times recently and I wanted to just break down that difference between the two, what makes sense for different, different people, different situations, and tackle a few different pros and cons. After the disclaimer, we'll jump right in. Doug Osterhart works for LifePoint Planning. All opinions expressed by Doug or any podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of LifePoint Planning. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of LifePoint Planning may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, this episode is episode 10 of season two of What Are Your Thoughts? And today I want to talk about saving and investing. What are the differences and what would make the most sense for different people in different situations with different time horizons, so on and so forth. So basically, I want to first say that there are risks to every decision that you make when it comes to where you are putting your money. There is absolutely a risk to your savings account. There is some risk to your investment accounts. So just talking through that, there's pros and cons. There's risks to every single investment and or savings account that you decide to place your money into. So I was um, actually getting a haircut and the barber said, well, what should I do? Should I save? Should I invest? What would make the most sense? Um, and then I got the question from a couple friends as well. So first, let me just talk about what the difference is between the two and, and just start with a simple definition. And the literal definition of saving <clears throat> is setting money aside and therefore <laughs> not spending it. And the definition of investing is using money that you've saved and allocating it in a manner that provides the ability for growth or an increase in value. So essentially the two terms go hand in hand, but specifically for this conversation, I wanna talk about the pros and cons of what you do with that money that you've set aside, whether you choose to save it in a savings account or invest it in, a, in an investment account or a 401k at work. So first, just talking about savings and savings accounts. You know, a lot of people think, oh, if I just save my money in cash and keep it in the bank, it's quote unquote safe. Well, okay, that's fair. You get, you know, you get a fixed rate of interest. You know that the balance cannot go down, right? If you put $100,000 in there, it's not going to go to 95, right? So that is true, right? You, you know that that, um, that dollar value on your monthly statement is not ever going to go down. And you also know that the another characteristic is that that account is liquid, which means you can take it out at any time for any reason without any penalty. So that's obviously an attractive feature, but as far as interest goes and the account growth on your savings account, you get virtually none. So that is absolutely a risk because if we talk about inflation, right, which means that you would pay the same amount for something and get less, which I talked about in a previous episode, which is shrinkflation, 
or you get the same amount of something, but you have to pay more. That's classic inflation. So that is important, right? Because if inflation is roughly, you know, 3% or whatever the number is on average, then if you deposit $100,000, your real rate of return after factoring in inflation year over year, that 100000 that you deposited will buy less as far as goods and services go. It will buy fewer goods and services. So that's actually a risk, right? Again, there's risk to every decision. So we want to make sure that we think about what would make sense for different dollars that we've saved. So all of that said, right, holding money, like what would be a what would be a case where you'd want to use a savings account, right? You hold money in a savings might be a good decision if you have a short-term goal or a major purchase, like buying a home, saving for a wedding, saving for an upcoming vacation, taking the kids to Disney in the next year. Like something like that might make sense for just using cash or cash in the bank. Another way that cash might well actually is not might it absolutely is is a smart idea is if you're in retirement and you want to have a war chest of cash to basically hedge against any downturn in the market so you do not have to sell against investments that might be down so it's very important to think about time horizon when we're talking about savings and uh, savings accounts specifically, right? That don't earn a lot, but you like that they're liquid. However, they're only really good for short-term goals. So I want to make that point clear. Anything longer term, maybe five, seven, 10, 15, 20, and so on years, I'd probably argue that a savings account is a terrible idea. And the good thing about the dollars that you've saved is that you can take a hybrid approach. I always tell clients, look, we can assign different goals to different dollars in your portfolio. Some of the dollars we might want to allocate toward cash. Some of them we might want to invest for the future in the long term. A hybrid approach is generally ends up being the best solution for a lot of my clients, whether they're, you know, just starting to save, whether they've you know, they're in the prime of their career or whether they're in retirement. We're always making sure that we assign different goals to different dollars inside of their overall household portfolio, which can be comprised of many different account types. So it just goes back to being organized, making sure that you have a plan, right? And that you have your goals written out and or, you know, whether it's online or a sheet of paper, whatever, making sure that you know what they are so that you can plan accordingly and put money in the appropriate buckets. So that's basically saving, right? Saving versus investing. And again, they do go hand in hand, but they're not the same thing. So if we talk about investing, you know, let's, let's think about what that could be. You know, some people might immediately go to, oh, it's super risky, right? I could lose it all. Okay. Well, I mean, if you put $100,000 into an S&P 500 index fund, right, which S&P 500 is 500 largest companies, um, basically, you know, if you put $100,000 in, it's not going to just turn to zero tomorrow, right? We're just talking buying an ETF or a mutual fund. We're not buying any options or doing using any leverage. We're just saying, okay, take that $100,000, buy, buy an S&P 500 index ETF or mutual fund, 
it's not going to just go to zero tomorrow. It just doesn't work like that. However, you know, can it go down to 90,000 over a couple months? Absolutely. However, remember what we talked about with time horizon. We want to make sure that those dollars that, that we invest, right, and put to work, right, with the goal of growth, we want to make sure that we have a long time horizon for those. And, you know, sometimes people will say, you know, I want high return with no risk. Well, that just doesn't happen and it cannot happen because you have to t be able to have some downside risk to reap that upside potential. And it's, you know, to get that upside potential, you have to have the, or the money has to have the ability to go down. That's just how risk and reward works as far as a risk reward trade off goes. You know, there I'm sure you've heard the old adage, right? Without risk, there's no reward or the more risk you take, the more reward you take. OK, that could be, you know, that is generally speaking true when it comes to investing. And, you know, we're talking stocks, bonds, mutual funds, um, ETFs, crypto, digital assets, real estate, businesses. They're all going to have a different level of risk, right? Like, right, I own a business. So if I invest money back into that business, could that earn a greater return than I could get in real estate or a mutual fund? I'm not sure, right? But in that case, I'm betting on myself. And there is a risk, like if I spend $20,000 on marketing or something, there is a risk that that could return nothing and I could get zero clients, which means $20,000 would just go away. So again, when evaluating an investment, you wanna make sure you know what you're doing and what you're buying. And the general rule of thumb, right? If you're buying, I'm just going to keep using that S&P 500 index fund. That's 500 and something companies. I think one of them has like 504 companies. So it's like, okay, are some companies going to not perform well? Sure. Are some companies going to hit a home run? Absolutely. So that is what we call diversification, which I'm going to talk about in either the next episode or in a couple episodes talking about staying diversified and not holding 100% of your assets into one investment, which then would increase risk. So um, that's just basically investing 101. Um, the smartest people, wealthiest people, best investors in the world understand that there is an element of risk involved whenever they put their money to work. And they know that losing money by holding all of their money in the bank, right, is a surefire way not to not to build wealth. And what I mean by that, right, let me put that a different way, um, losing money to inflation, right? So like I said, you don't lose money on paper, but you're, they're losing money every single year to inflation and holding money in the bank, not even putting it in um, the realm for potential for growth is absolutely a way to have a plan fail long term. So we want to make sure that you're building wealth the correct way. So um, obviously, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I've been talking or, or throughout the whole episode, I've been talking about time horizon, making sure that you invest for, you know, you're, you're, you're using investing right for longer term goals. 
And that's really what the stock market is designed to be. It's designed to be a long-term investment. So in terms of risk, right, if we stick with that example of the S&P 500 index fund, the longer that you hold the money, the less risky that that investment becomes. If we're talking S&P 500 or US stock market or a diversified portfolio, the longer you hold that investment, the less volatile, I'm sorry, the less risky it becomes. So, you know, that's just the facts, right? We, we literally cannot predict what the market will do tomorrow, next month, next week, whatever it may be. However, we know over the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years that the smartest people, right, running these, running these large companies, S&P 500 companies, I would bet that, you know, I would put my money in and I do put my money in that they're going to continue to be profitable. They're going to continue to grow. They're going to continue to hire the best talent. They're going to continue to figure out ways to build their business and return some of that growth to the investor, which is key. And it just, you know, it's not sexy, right? Being a successful investor, it's actually pretty boring. And it takes a lot of, you know, emotional strength really to you know stick to being boring stick to those you know steady returns over time to be a successful investor it takes time and it takes patience which goes right directly against human nature which can be tough for some people at times and that's really one reason it's almost nauseating and ridiculous that you know, you go on CNBC or other investment channels and people are predicting down to the dollar what the market will do in next month or what a specific stock will do. And they're just literally making predictions that they have no clue what will actually happen. You know, the, the <laughs> it, but they wouldn't, you know, fear sells, right? So they wouldn't make any money if they called the channel. We have no idea what the hell is going to happen. We're just going to guess, right? That just <laughs> wouldn't make any money. They'd get no ad revenue. So, um, you know, it's more sexy to make stock picks and try to predict short-term movements because if you're right, people think you're God. And if you're wrong, no one really cares. And that's, that's really what happens. You see all these folks that make these predictions that there's really nothing on the line for them. If they're wrong, it doesn't really matter. They just make another prediction. So, um, that's just, you know, investing, like I said, investing 101, just have to be careful, obviously, with the media, what you're watching and things like that. Um, emotions can absolutely get involved, right? Uh, a, they say a loss feels two to four times worse than a gain feels good in your account. So, you know, a classic example could be if you invest a lump sum and then it goes down right away, you might get pissed and be like, oh, investing is stupid. This, you know, this doesn't make any sense. But remember, back to time horizon, if you invest that lump sum, you should think about, okay, when I buy this, it is a long-term investment. We're going to hold it no matter what and just be happy with whatever result we get. And that's easier said than done. And, you know, that's part of one of the value adds for me is that when I work with clients, we're constantly talking about that, how to frame returns, how to frame um, the goals that are in line with the portfolio that we're using and investing to meet those said goals. So um, 
one thing and uh, two more things and then I'll wrap up. But the first one um, is another question that I get from and really <laughs> investors of all ages. I hear it multiple times a year. People will say, well, what account returns more? Is it an IRA? Is it a Roth IRA? Is it my 401k? Um, generally, people don't say, does my savings account return more? Because they know it doesn't. But that's how they think is that account types have certain returns. And that's not the case. So um, it might be the case for savings, but it's not the case for an investment account. If we compare a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA, that return is only based on the investments that you hold in that account. You can literally deposit $6,000 into a Roth IRA and hold it in cash. Well, that cash is going to return whatever cash returns, which is pretty much zero. If you buy Apple stock in your Roth IRA and then you buy Apple stock in your traditional IRA, Apple stock just returns how whatever Apple stock returns. So the performance in that case, all else equal, would be the exact same. So it's not that a certain account has a you know, performance number associated with it. It's what the account holds. All that the account type does is tell the IRS how to tax that money. So we want to be specific in that. And I wanted to answer that question too um, before I move on. But the I guess the final thought, right, I want to just summarize and say that every account type, every decision you make has a risk element involved. It might not be direct. It might be indirect in the form of inflation, like when it comes to savings accounts. Um, or it might be that you can see your balance move up and down every day like you can in an investment account. Um in addition to that, saving, right? Saving money into just a savings account, that could be for short-term goals. However, investing is more long-term, right? We want to hold that investment that we buy. Otherwise, we're just guessing, right? If we're day trading and trying to take advantage of short-term movements, there's more risk involved to that because it's more of a guess. That can be considered more like gambling, where investing is literally the opposite. The longer you invest, the higher likelihood that you will have growth in that investment. As long as it's, you know, a prudent investment, right? S&P 500, U.S., a little bit of international, diversified portfolio, et cetera, et cetera. So I just wanted to make that point. Um, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about constructing a portfolio, talking about what what it means to be diversified and have a diversified portfolio versus having a concentrated portfolio. And there are some people that love, you know, having the majority of their eggs in one basket. And then for most people, diversification is the way to go. So I will go ahead and leave it there. I truly appreciate all the listens that I've gotten. It's it's been remarkable. We're approaching a thousand listens, which is cool for just a single person podcast that, you know, I'm really just doing all myself. So I appreciate all the feedback. And I've had a lot of people tell me that they've listened to things on my Instagram or YouTube or just on Apple podcasts or Spotify. And so I just want to express my gratitude and say thanks so much. And I look forward to catching everybody next time.